Sometimes we meet someone who is simply filled with joie de vivre, the joy of living. In our case, joya della vita. Paul Salerni moved about in front of his class yesterday, relishing the return to in-person learning and celebrating with his students the creative genius of Claudio Monteverdi, who prepared the way in opera for so many other composers who came later, even Salerni himself. Monteverdi here, celebrating with these shepherds at the joyful close of his opera Orfeo. Orpheus, considered by the Greeks to be the very best musician and poet of all. We're told with his music, Orpheus could charm not just humans, but all living things, even stones. Such was the power of his playing. that music of Monteverdi. Paul Salerni knows there's power in music. My passion to write music arises out of a most basic human desire to touch other human beings. I compose because it gives me such pleasure to enable others to laugh, to dance, to feel tender, to be entertained. If music doesn't communicate to an audience, why write it? And how about having an extraordinarily talented dad who has Joya della Vita, who delights in bringing joy into people's lives through music, celebrating the full range of human experience and emotion? Though Dominic Salerni composes too, he's chosen the violin as his primary musical voice in the world. How lovely to hear a teenage Dominic Salerni performing this tune by his father with his father, Shinichi Rag. And we can tell they're having such fun. Dominic Salerni has since become an important young violinist with an international career and the newest member of the Grammy award-winning Ataka Quartet. This fall, Dominic and his colleagues in Ataka will have a residency at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, where his father is the NEH Distinguished Chair in the Humanities and Professor of Music. We had a chance to speak through Zoom with Paul Salerni about sharing his love of music with his students at Lehigh and how his son Dominic, in his very own way, is joyful in the music he is making and how he'll share that soon with students at Lehigh and with those of us who delight in dancing.
it was a challenge doing the classes, especially with students you hadn't seen who are like first year students and you, you can't get a true sense of them as people. And, you know, it's just hard to communicate all of the nuances of emotion when you're on Zoom. So that was challenging. The students who I knew who were my composers, I had some sense of his personalities and we did okay. You know, we use technology as, as much as we could. So normally when I'm teaching my composition students, it is important for them to hear human beings play what they've written because of computers and the ubiquity of computers and the ubiquity of software for writing music. It's easy to think that what the computer plays back to you is what you hear. And, you know, we went to pretty good lengths to make sure that every time they wrote something, we had a human being, whether it was remote or it was always remote, play those things. And I had extraordinary help from my colleagues. My colleague, David Diggs, who's an oboist, besides being a conductor and arranger, would play their oboe pieces. And we had good students who played their clarinet pieces. And we have one of the great new music cellists in the world, Chris Gross, on our faculty. And he and I, when they wrote pieces for cello and piano, I recorded the piano part, Chris recorded the cello part, we put it together for the students. And even better, and we didn't get to do this yet, but all the students, my advanced students and my, my less advanced students wrote small or big exercises for string quartet. That we didn't get to hear with human beings, but because we're having a residency with the Ataka string quartet, all of the string quartet music that my students wrote last spring will get read and recorded by the Ataka Quartet, maybe the best new music quartet in the universe, Grammy award-winning new music string quartet. Well, then it was worth the wait. If they don't believe, if my students don't believe it was worth the wait, I will not be very happy. And so hybrid this new semester? We're in person. I was in class teaching about Italian opera just this morning and jumping around the room and, and extolling the virtues of Monteverdi and and his hemiolas and his rich chromaticism and all of the things that Monteverdi did so well and, and really put us on such a wonderful path to Italian opera. No, it was great. I was, I was having fun. I still couldn't see them smile because they had their masks on because there's a mask mandate at the university, but I could at least see them. And you are a school which does believe very strongly in bringing in performers or others to have that exchange, not just the wonderful faculty members that you just happen to have on staff. Tell us about Otaka. What do they do and what distinguishes them? The Otaka Quartet is a quartet that's been together for a good long time. They were students at Juilliard together. And, you know, they, they went out and won competitions and all the things that string quartets do. But they really became attached to some really fine composers. The one composer they got really attached to was a woman named Carolyn Shaw. Carolyn Shaw won a Pulitzer Prize a few years ago for a choral piece. But then they did an album with Carolyn. It's just Carolyn's music. One of my favorite pieces is called Planet Elevation. And the whole album is called Orange. And it's just an extraordinary voice. Very, very tender voice. Very appealing voice. And it won a Grammy. And they're also, they've done almost all of Chris Rogerson's string quartet. Chris Rogerson is now the resident composer at the Allentown Symphony here in the Lehigh Valley. They do stuff by a, a wonderful composer and cellist named Paul Wienko. They're going to do a piece of his. They do Gabriella Lena Frank. They, they, they just do all the new music guys. But... They play the classics great. Tell, tell everybody, go look for Haydn, 
Open 72, number one from Merkin Hall last year with the Ataka string quartet playing. It is a marvelous rendition of it. All, almost all last year, almost every virtual concert they play, and they played a lot of them, they were playing Beethoven's Grossefuga. So they play all the classics and they play them with a, with a kind of new sensibility about it that makes them seem like fresh and, and, and great. It's just, a, it's just they're a terrific quartet. First time I heard them was at the Gardner Museum in Boston, and they played the Verity String Quartet, which doesn't get played that much. And it was so exciting. I was jumping out of my chair. Of course, I'm a little biased because about two years ago, they needed to replace the second violinist, and they chose my son, Dominic. Why is that a good choice and fit for him? Well, uh, I, I, again, I hope this doesn't sound self-serving, but, you know, my son grew up with a composer in the house. He himself is a composer, just had a premiere at the new Appalachian Chamber Music Festival in West Virginia. So, you know, he is very much in tune to new music. And so here's a quartet that does that. And at the same time, a great lover of, of the classics. So the fit was immediate. And he, he has played in wonderful quartets, the Vega Quartet, the Dali Quartet, but he was always the kid, the youngest member and he's still a little bit the kid, but they're really his generation. So I think it's the first time he's playing with his generation, which is not to say anything against older people. I love older people. I am an older people, but uh, I think it's it's really fun. And, you know, it's the first time he's in New York and it's just there. there's the fizz of being there. And what happens when an ensemble like that comes to the campus? What use do you make of them? Oh, we're going to make use of them. So one of the first things they're going to do is go to the Pride Center. The Pride Center is where, you know, everybody of every stripe in terms of their sexuality, in terms of their race, gets together to celebrate the rainbow that humanity is. And they've just had a lot of experience with that, that kind of stuff. And so they're going to do a session with, with the Pride Center. They're going to visit a class, absolute beginning music class, just to give them an inspiration to do that. As we mentioned before, they're going to read through my, my students' string quartets, which will be a joy. And Chris Rogerson hopefully will be there because Chris, as part of his residency with Allentown Symphony, attended my classes virtually and gave some wonderful advice to my students, which was terrific. While they're there here, we're going to rehearse and record my most recent opera called Haunted, which is for baritone, Keith Fair's string quartet, Ataka, and percussion, my son Miles. We're not going to give them a free moment. And then they're going to, of course, they're going to play a concert on Friday, October 1st at 7.30. You don't want to miss it. They're going to be playing from their new album. And this is a, a something you everybody wants to do. It's called Real Life. It's the first of three albums that are on Sony Classics. And it's an album that crosses really, cross, I mean, way more than I ever crossed over. They're doing stuff called Electric Powwow. There's a cover of a piece by Lewis Cole. They're doing stuff with Toki Monster. They're doing stuff with Flying Lotus. And they're going to they're gonna play their Flying Lotus Suite. And they're going to play a piece called Drifting Circles by an artist named Ann Muller, which is very minimalist, but rock and roll minimalist. So it's, this is way in the, in the mix between classical music and what is absolutely current on the pop scene. And they're also going to play the Ravel String Quartet and Shostakovich. It's really kind of the quintessential Ataka moment where you can go from the most powerful classical music to the lightest of popular music. For people who aren't used to listening to new music, sometimes it takes being in a live setting with real musicians and musicians who are truly committed to that music to get it in a sense. And of course, there's the whole experience of live music anytime. No, absolutely. I, yeah, I can't. For me, that was the great pain of 
the pandemic, not to be able to go to concerts, not to be able to be in the room with the musicians, to have the vibe of everybody hearing the same thing at the same time and having the endorphins flying around. And oh yeah, that's just, just a great experience and, and something you know we miss. Hopefully we'll come back and we'll come back stronger when the pandemic is was truly beaten, which we hope is soon. You know, I still hope that on October 1st, we're still in a good spot where you can come. But we're going to ask everybody to be vaccinated. And that's on the honor system, I believe. But we're also ask, going to ask everybody to wear a mask. And the performers will be masked. If you go on YouTube and look up Ataka Quartet in live performances in, in the last year, all of them are in masks. But I, I want to encourage everybody who's listening to this to go look up real life. Go Ataka Quartet, Real Life. And if you just get to the Real Life piece, which is a cover of a Lewis Cole piece, I think you'll, you'll get the idea. It's a wonderful piece. And you know, again, it's, it's just, you know, you want to get up and dance. Dominic is remarkable. He's a violinist. And he grew up in a house with you as his composer father. And you as his composer father studied with Earl Kim. And Earl Kim was a remarkable presence in your life, and he is a remarkable composer. His music lives. And this was an important time in terms of anniversaries. Right. So Earl was born in 1920. Uh, he died in 98. Unfortunately, I thought he would live forever, but he had lung cancer. And that's that's a long story that could be from smoking, but he was also one of the first people to fly over Nagasaki after the atomic bomb dropped. So he, I'm sure he got a huge dose of radiation from that. Earl was, you know, this extraordinary human being and and he was born in 1920 we've done concerts in like every five years to celebrate his his birthdays last year we did six concerts to celebrate his centennial for our son concerts not necessarily with his music some with his music and then uh, a very important concert in my mind of his two most complicated and ambitious settings of samuel beckett texts something called footfalls another thing called Ajo. Then we did a, another concert where we did music by his teacher, Schoenberg, Schoenberg's teacher, Zemlinski, me, Earl's student, and a student of mine named Tai Sakamoto. So we did five generations of Earl's musical family. But there were other concerts scheduled where Earl was going to be celebrated, one by the League of Composers, and that's a League of Composers, ISCM. That's, that's the group. Actually started way back by Schoenberg. But they are one of the great kind of small orchestras, chamber music that does new music in New York City, at least two concerts a year. And my friend Louis Karchin is the conductor of that orchestra. And Lou wanted to do Earl's piece where grief slumbers. Of course, that didn't happen. And the other thing that League of Composers ISCM wanted to do was to have a concert that was just solo violin music of Earl Kim and by his students. Actually, it was a, a grant proposal that Dominic, my son Dominic, made to the League of Composers ISCM. And they said, yes, here, here's some money. Go put on a concert. Well, he couldn't do that. So what we're doing instead is a virtual concert. And, and the virtual concert, the centerpiece are the 12 solo caprices that were written by Earl, commissioned by Itzhak Perlman and, and premiered by Itzhak Perlman. So it's 12. They go between the, the tenderest kind of stuff a rendition of, a, of an infant's music box to virtuosic stuff that almost impossible to play. But these 12 caprices, so, you know, obviously tipping his hat to Paganini and, and Paganini's caprices and at the same time having that direct lyrical tenderness that we know and, and love Earl Kim for. And the rest of the concert is taken up by 
the two people we just mentioned, Lou Karchin, who wrote a new piece for the occasion that Dominic has now recorded, and a piece of mine called Three Places in Vicenza, the city in Italy where we live. So that, that concert will happen on September 19th at 3 p.m., but it's a virtual concert and with a talk back with Lou and Dominic and myself afterwards. And so we go to the League's website to find out more? You could go to the League's website to find out more. There's actually already a Zoom link set up, so it'll be a Zoom concert, and, and hopefully you'll find that Zoom link on the League of Composers slash ISCM website. You are so interested in music and place. We have a wonderful chance to hear People, Places, and Pets, your new CD, and a number of the settings are poems of place. Why does that appeal to you? You know, music can be inspired by almost anything in my mind, but, you know, I like to be outdoors. I I like to visit new things. I like to experience new things, and I like to get a sense of place. And so I, I think that it's it's easy. And it's, it's, a, it's a great tradition in music describing, well, the countryside, you know, Vivaldi and Beethoven, and, and describing urban environments more recently. I, I, I think it's a, it's a kind of time-honored tradition. I don't think I'm unique in, in wanting to kind of evoke certain locations. Whether it's a pastoral scene or it's Vicenza, there's an energy there that you would pick up on. And of course, the sounds, whether they're folded into your sensibility and not reproduced literally, but it's all of that, huh? Yeah, I think it's all of that. And, you know, the the piece that you're going to hear on that concert really does that. So the first piece is called Autumn in Parco Quirini, and it, it describes a very Baroque park with statuary where I would run with my, my best Italian friend every day. And, you know, it's very, very classical. It really takes its inspiration from the Chaconne of, of Bach, the famous Chaconne and D of, of Bach. But then it becomes quite American because it has my little perspective on it, and then it, it goes back. So it does that. And then, then the other two things are places, but they're really more people. So the one place is Carlos Carr, so this best friend of mine who was so generous with me when I first got there and would just take me all around in his car to show me what was wonderful about Vicenza. So in some ways, it, it celebrates the entire town. And his spouse was our musical guide to life in Vicenza. She's an organist and a, and a director and a, you know, a scholar. And she organized concerts, but always in a wonderful frenzy of activities at the last moment. And so that piece called Margarita's Loft describes that kind of very busy activity. So, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to pick up on the vibes of what the place is, what the person is, and trying to, trying to translate that into something oral. Dr. Paul Salerni, composer and NEH Distinguished Chair in the Humanities and Professor of Music at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, speaking with us about his music and about being able now to return to in-person teaching and also about violinist Dominic Salerni, his son, who is now with the esteemed Ataka Quartet, and we can partake of music of Ataka. Ataka will be in residence at Lehigh University, and they'll present a concert October 1st at 7.30 p.m. at the Zollner Arts Center. And for more information, lehigh.edu, lehigh.edu. And also, we know that Dominic has a grant to present a program titled Musical Lineages, a centennial celebration in honor of Earl Kim, presented by the League of Composers, ISCM. 
Paul Salerni's Three Pieces in Vicenza, a world premiere. We'll hear that on the program. A work by Louis Karchin, Pastoral, and Gallup, also a world premiere. And then, as Dr. Salerni told us, Twelve Caprices for Solo Violin by Earl Kim. And Karchin and Salerni, Paul Salerni, were students of Earl Kim. And violinist Dominic Salerni will present that. And the performance will be broadcast by Zoom on September 19th at 3 in the afternoon. And you can find out how to tune into that broadcast by checking the League of Composers website. So it's leagueofcomposers.org, leagueofcomposers.org. That's a TACA in residence at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, and they will present a public concert October 1st at 7.30 at the Zollner Art Center on campus. And for more information, lehigh.edu, lehigh.edu. And also Musical Lineages, a centennial celebration in honor of Earl Kim, featuring violinist Dominic Salerni, with music by Paul Salerni, Louis Karchin, and Earl Kim, broadcast by way of Zoom on September 19th at 3 in the afternoon. And for more information, leagueofcomposers.org, leagueofcomposers.org. Dot org. 